The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responders, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. My days working and taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out Care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy. Search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Buck Brief. Our friend Joe Borelli joins with us. He is the sage of Staten Island, a man who needs no introduction, but we will give him one on this podcast anyway, because he is a city council member in New York, surrounded by communists, holding the torch of freedom and doing so for Staten Island, no less. We have our friend Joe Borelli here with us. Mr. Joe, good to see you. Always good to see you, Buck. Thanks for having me. Okay, so I saw this, you know, you got to give us the update on what's going on in America's biggest city, because I saw this and there was a part of me that thought this can't really be real. But there's a uh, a law, a city statute, right, that's under consideration, city ordinance, whatever, um, that would mean that members of the NYPD for any interaction, direct interaction with the public while on duty would have to. Note the race, uh, gender, and age of the person they talk to. Can, can you give us it, it, first? Is that, is that basically right? I mean, bring us into this conversation. What's going on up there? Yeah. So the the city council passed a, a local law for the city re- requiring the police department and their officers to basically fill out a, a checkbox form uh, and an explanation 
or a level one stop. So NYPD, like many police departments, uh, per case law, you know, years of Fourth Amendment case law has three levels of stops. So level three is when you actually search someone, you, you go in their pockets, you search in their waistband, a little bit more invasive. The New York City Police Department already reports on those type of interactions as to who we are stopping and frisking, et cetera. The council passed a bill saying that now level two and level one uh, uh, investigatory questions will have to have the same basic treatment. So basically, if a level one stop could be anything like, uh, you know, an officer going around uh, with a picture of a missing kid saying, hey, have you guys seen this girl? She was missing since yesterday. If, if they go up to a group of people and say, hey, have you seen this girl? That officer uh, at the end of his or her tour has to actually go back and do paperwork, uh, one do- you know, document for every person in the group she encountered uh, and say their race, their gender, uh, their ethnicity uh, and an explanation of why they ask them some sort of uh, investigatory question. So it could be that kind of thing. It could be you're a police officer doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know, maybe going to a street corner where there's a high propensity for crime and gang activity. Maybe you see a group of young males and you decide to go up to them and say, hey, what are you guys doing here? You know, there's been a lot of a lot of complaints around here. You guys behaving those sort of things that were for many years encouraged by police departments to embrace. That's called community policing are now going to be just uh, ways to generate more bureaucratic paperwork, wasting more hours of police officers time. Level one stops. There were something like eight point five million of them in the city of New York last year. So we're talking of hundreds upon hundreds and thousands of hours of police work. The, The sad thing is this is also a case where the left just goes a little bit too far. They're never satisfied. The police department said if you actually just limit this to level two stops, They said basically, hey, you know, there's not that many level two stops. They are a little bit more intrusive and we'd actually be okay with this law. if This is the direction the council wants to go in. But for the left, you know, no, no inch is good enough. They always want that mile. And now they're putting uh, basically the public in jeopardy by requiring countless hours of nonsense every time uh, an officer makes a a general question to to a a member of the public. Joe, why do they want to do this? What's the real reason? Right. What do you think is behind trying to make it so that cops have to uh, do these level one stops and record them? I think there's two schools of thought. One is that uh, police departments and police officers are uh, inherently racist, so we have to get to the bottom of who they're stopping, who they're questioning, uh, and and why. Uh, and that's one view. The other view is, is really uh, even more extreme than that. It's that we don't want police officers to be engaged in our neighborhoods. We want police officers to almost not exist uh, in, in, in the city of New York or in a lot of urban areas. And we're going to do everything we possibly can to impede the work that police officers do because, again, going back to that first view, they're inherently racist evil, fascist, you know, bootlicking the whole, the whole nine yards. So if we can impede police officers, that's a win for the, the violent and vocal left. So it's, it's meant possibly to just overwhelm the system. I mean, I remember when I had a friend who was working in the New York uh, Manhattan District Attorney's Office, he said that one of the things the activists, the anti-cop activist, uh, you know, groups and, you know, lawyers, associations, etc., uh, were very happy with was creating such a massive paperwork bur- uh, burden on district attorneys that they end up, they, they don't actually have the man hours to fill out the paperwork to um, prosecute people for lesser offenses. So they just have to dismiss it. 
Right. And, and we always talk about bail reform as, as sort of the culprit of, of sort of the lawlessness that's happening in New York's major cities. But you're right. So the, the new discovery laws that were passed at the same time as the bail reform laws are in some ways a, a lot worse. So you're, you're left assuming we even have a prosecutor that wants to prosecute, certainly not Alvin Bragg. Uh, but there are other prosecutors in the other four boroughs who would like to, to sort of ramp up their enforcement uh, from time to time. They, they have to make a choice. You know, do you allow prosecutor A, do you allow them to waste, you know, eight hours of their working day uh, filing discovery uh, motions and documentation for someone who's shoplifting or someone who, who committed some sort of a violent felony? Obviously, you're always going to go with the violent felon just about nine times out of 10. But that just means that people that are competing, uh, comp- uh, participating in repetitive, uh, lower level crimes are just simply getting away with it. So they're getting out on no bail, basically, when they first get arrested, because that's the law. And then when it actually comes time for them to show up in court, oftentimes these prosecutors, uh, through no fault of their, their own in many cases, have to plead down the case just because they can't possibly comply with the discovery requirements of prosecuting this particular person. I want to come back and ask you about how things are going for the uh, Adams administration in New York City and Basically, you're going to have to tell me, uh, is it time for me to move back? Have they cleaned it all up yet, Joe? We'll uh, we'll get into this in uh, in just a second. But first up, do you feel prepared with everything going on in the country? Do you find yourself thinking about self-defense, home protection, financial protection more than ever? One form of protection, diversification. Gold has often been used to protect assets against inflation. It's a global reserve asset, and countries are buying massive amounts of gold as a hedge against inflation uh, and financial collapse. It's time to help protect yourself and invest in gold. My friends at the Oxford Gold Group, they will help you understand what's a reasonable uh, size for your portfolio to be and how you can invest in real gold and silver you can actually have in your hands. This is how you do it. You go to uh, OxfordGoldGroup.com slash free. That's OxfordGoldGroup.com slash free to order the free investment guide and you can make a purchase of precious metals also and earn up to $2,500 in free gold. That's OxfordGoldGroup.com slash free. OxfordGoldGroup.com slash free. Joe, how's it going in my fair city? Are they locking up criminals and cleaning up the streets or what? Well, we're making a few more arrests. Look, uh, Eric Adams' original sin when it comes to the people of New York City is the migrant crisis. I mean, now he's trying to back himself out of it. Uh, But just 18 months ago, he was more than happy to stand at the Port Authority bus terminal and smile and and greet people and promise them the entire world. Now, uh, obviously, he's trying to, to sort of reverse that trend and get things under control. And a lot of people will never, ever, ever forgive him for that. On crime, though, He really is not that bad. Uh, We were just at a a gala the other night for some of the big real estate moguls of New York City, a room full of billionaires and millionaires, and and he leveled into these people. And and he he actually gave a really good speech just talking about how nobody wants to come in New York City when the first question everybody asks is, are the communities safe and the schools are good? And he gave this whole thematic speech on how we have to cut, you know, obviously, you know, stop crime. And the crime numbers, in fairness, are down since he took office. So that is a good thing. He's right to tout that. Um, However, you have a city council that's passing this bill that we're talking about. They're fighting him tooth and nail. They also passed uh, the same day a a ban on punitive segregation in Rikers Island Jail. So now someone who who stabs someone on video will essentially be put in a 30-minute timeout rather than be put in, in, a, in a solitary cell where they can't do themselves, someone else, or a correction officer harm. They're actually going to give them the same punishment 
that I give my eight-year-old when he says a four-letter word. I mean, this, this is the city that, that unfortunately he has to navigate. And I, I give him credit for finally, after eight years of Bill de Blasio, finally saying the right things uh, and, and focusing on public safety as an issue. I just wish we had a, a, a better system that he can allow the NYPD to do their jobs. We're actually stuck right now with state law where we have these, you know, pro-Hamas protesters shutting down airports uh, and shutting down bridges. And the NYPD is so restrained. We met with their legal bureau the other day and some of their chiefs. They are so restrained as to what they can do that even when you have someone that says, hey, let's push the envelope a little bit. Let's be more aggressive. The law is actually the limiting factor and not the not the able factor. What happens to people who block let's say, you know, uh, the George Washington Bridge or something. I mean, what, what, what actually do they face as a, as a punitive sanction in New York? Nothing. At, at the very best, if they push a cop back as they're being arrested, uh, they get charged with an e-felony, which is a bail-ineligible crime. Uh, eventually, the, the prosecutors can't keep up with discovery, so it'll be dismissed to a disorderly conduct ticket, and nothing will happen to them. Uh, and, you know, they have people, we, we have heard these calls with these liberal groups, you know, prepping the, 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 the advocates, quote-unquote, who are going to protest. And they are squared away with attorneys. They're ready to, to face any type of prosecutor. They're ready to back you up in court, and they're ready to pay your fines. I mean, this is sort of, when we talk about the Soros funding of yeah. liberal agenda, violence, the material uh, result is that these people have lawyers, they have access to money, their fines get paid, uh, etc. Nothing happens. I give credit to a prosecutor in, in Queens, Melinda Katz. She's a, a, a progressive district attorney by every other um, stretch of the imagination, but she pushed for federal charges uh, when people dr- uh, uh, blocked the JFK uh, en- entrance ramps. And I give her credit for that, for, for basically tying in a federal crime uh, of ob- obstructing an airport or something of that nature. Uh, so we do have some people pushing back, but we're so limited. What so don't move back, Buck. Don't don't move back yet. All right. Don't move back yet. That's good. To, um, what is this about a 40 percent reduction in street trash can pickups? I saw this in the post and I thought that's going to get very smelly and very messy very quickly, Joe. Yeah, this this was one of the uh, cuts that Adams had proposed to make uh, it, with respect to the amount of money we, we spend on migrants. Um, so two things happened since that announcement. Number one. I think the governor got the message uh, and decided to give uh, almost another billion dollars of state funding to the city uh, for the purpose of, um, you know, meeting the need of needs of the migrants. Uh, the other thing is that the economy has uh, recovered a little bit better. And now we're predicting, like most economists around the country, more of a soft landing as opposed to a recession. So some of our projections, and, and rightfully so, were based on a worst-case scenario. That really hasn't materialized. So now we can be a little bit more liberal with the money. So we're starting to restore some of these cuts. But going to, like, you know, shorter basket pickup service would have been horrible for most of New York City. It would have meant, obviously, more trash on the streets for longer Although that that adds up to rats and roaches and all sorts of things like that. So I'm glad the mayor made this cut uh, as a restoration of the problem. But there's still a long way to go. We're still facing budgetary headwinds, just not as much as we were about uh, three months ago. Uh, Let's let's have you explain the migrant crisis as it affects New York and the budget and everything else here in just a second. But first up, speaking of budgets, a lot of us are struggling to keep up with everyday bills. It's very expensive these days. Inflation. You see the cost of goods, the things you need every day. 
But if you own a home, there's something you can do. Call my friends at American Financing. Interest rates have dropped into the fives, the lowest they've been in a long time. And they're saving customers an average of $854 a month by tapping into their home's equity and wiping out high-interest credit card debt. $854 a month is like a $10,000 raise. Credit card interest rates are insane, and most of us are still carrying a balance from the holidays. You can wipe that out now. Call American Financing, and you can take care of it. If you call today, you may not have to make February's mortgage payment. Call 866-890-9392. That's 866-890-9392. AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334. NMLSConsumerAccess.org. APR for rates in the five start at 6.406% for well-qualified borrowers. Call 866-890-9392 for details about credit costs and terms. The migrant crisis, how bad is it? Where is it going, Joe? Well, it, it, it's still an unsustainable situation. Um, you know, even with some of the cuts that were now restored by uh, Mayor Adams and his administration, we're still spending more per day on migrants than we do on the Department of Sanitation and the Parks Department. Two two pretty critical uh, uh, city agencies, not just for our city, but for any municipality. Uh, again, this is not something that can keep going in the long term. I mean, so Mayor the, Adams the, has said it might it's destroying the city. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I think it is fair. I, I think we got lucky with the recession not panning out uh, and the governor giving more money, but it doesn't stop the problem. The problem is the spending and the unrestricted spending that seems to be happening. Um, you know, th- they're doing a decent job, finally, of giving 60-day uh, eviction notices to some of these people. I know it's working because today, as we speak, some of my more liberal colleagues are outstanding in front of some homeless shelter protesting the mayor's 60-day eviction policy. So that's a good sign. Uh, even though we've received uh, more than 160,000 migrants at this point, right now the, the population of people under our care is down to about 68,000, which means that a lot of people are getting out of the system. That's really what we need to happen. Unfortunately, the mayor knows this and he won't say it, uh, but nothing's going to stop this until President Trump gets reelected. President Trump committed last night that he'll seal the border on day one. Nobody doubts that he will. Nobody doubts that the policies will change. I, I think a, a little part of Eric Adams is probably hoping that that either Trump wins the election or that Biden you know, finally wakes up and sees the reality that most of America's large cities are facing uh, uh, problems larger than they've ever had happened before uh, as a direct result of a federal failure. Joe Borelli, everybody, New York City Council, the most famous Staten Islander as far as I'm concerned. I don't know who else lives in Staten Island, but Joe Borelli is Mr. Staten Island. And uh, come visit us down here in Miami, all right? You got to come hang out. We certainly will. Joe Borelli, everybody. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation made a promise to ensure we never forget. Since then, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist Michael Hook. Hook was killed in Iraq when his helicopter was shot down. He enlisted in the military after graduating high school and left behind a pregnant fiancé who gave birth to a son that he would never meet. But thanks to the generosity of friends like you, Tunnel to Towers paid off the mortgage on his family's home, relieving a financial burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and fallen first responder families, as well as our nation's most severely injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good. America's heroes are counting on you. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, 
the number two t.org. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Here are fascinating animal stories to explore wildlife across the globe in Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife. Starting March 15th, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.